0: As we launch into 2023. Have you thought about where you have come from this past year and where you want to go in the next year? In today's episode, we will talk about how things from our past bring us to where we are today. And be sure to stay until the end as I will share ways that we would love to help you in this coming year. Now this month, we are celebrating this organization's fourth year anniversary. That's pretty exciting. Living the Reclaimed Life is a ministry of reclaimed story. We were established in 2019 as an Arizona nonprofit organization, and we've been helping women find hope and healing from the pain of their past through a vibrant relationship with Jesus ever since. If you are looking for an organization to support this year, would you consider partnering with us? You can go to our website at reclaimstory.com and click on donate to partner with us or email us at connect at reclaimstory.com to set up a private call. Everyone can do a little and together we can do a lot. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to living the reclaim life podcast. I'm Denisha. We're glad you're here for conversations that revive hope, inspire healing, and encourage you to live a vibrant life with Christ. So grab a cup of coffee as we chat with today's guest. It is hard to believe that we have just entered 2023. And maybe you're finding yourself reflecting back on 2022 or even reflecting back farther. Because we know that everything that has happened in our past has brought us to where we are today. Everything. Whether those experiences that we reflect back on are sad or happy, traumatic or uplifting, forgettable or memorable, they all have led you right to where you are now. When I was a little girl, my nickname was Didi. And I lived on a tree-lined street. And I remember that house really well. There was a white picket fence around it, and the smell of honeysuckles filled the air. And I have so many memories from that house, some that were amazing and some that were traumatic. I remember my grandma sitting in her recliner and crocheting for hours. And I also remember the day that she passed away when I was about seven And her recliner was void of her presence after that. That was the first time that I had experienced the depth of pain that came along with the loss of someone I loved. In that house, I also remember that my mom worked really long hours in order to take care of us and provide. So we had a lot of babysitters come through and some were wonderful and amazing and others not so much. (laughs) At one point, a babysitter came to live with us and I'm not quite sure that she knew what to do with a seven year old little girl. What began as a request to go to my room soon became a lock on the outside of my door to keep me in for hours. I'd come home from school and I'd go in my room and I'd hear a click. And there are times that I don't like the fact that my past shapes who I am today. And I wonder if you can relate. I remember at one point being a little girl and mentally drawing a line in the sand and saying, the past is the past and I'm not looking back. (laughs) Have you ever done that? Is there a line in the sand between you and your past? Maybe that line separates you from experience, people, places, or family. Maybe that line is there because of pain, fears, or even shame. Well, I want to tell you that our past shapes us in ways that we cannot get away from, whether we draw a line in the sand or not. And I want to show you a story in the Bible that really reflects this and and that I look at often, and that is the story of Hagar. And I want to tell you her story because I think a lot of times when we find ourselves in the space of entering a new year, we may also be looking back. You know, where have we come from? And where are we going this next year? And sometimes, you know, as I just described, those looking back times can be hard or they can be beautiful. And Hagar, she finds herself, many of you might know this story, but she was the maid servant of Abram and Sarai. And God had promised Abram a son a son that would have so many descendants that more than the numbers of stars in the sky. So Abram and Sarai were holding on to a pretty big promise. Well, what happens when we have a promise that we don't see come to pass? Proverbs tells us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And that's what began to take root in Abram and Sarai. And so just to set up Hagar's story a little bit, they ended up making this great decision. You know, sometimes you're reading the Bible and you're like, I wish I could stop this from happening. This is not going to go well. But they made the decision since Sarai was, was not getting pregnant and they weren't super encouraged in that, they decided to have Abram sleep with their maidservant, Hagar, and she indeed got pregnant, right? These, they got a little bit of ahead of God. And I don't know if you can relate, but I have gotten ahead of God in my life too, where he's about to bring something amazing. And I try to get ahead and control the situation. And that's what we see in their story. After Hagar became pregnant, Sarai began to mistreat her. And one day, Hagar ran away. It was as if she drew that line in the sand saying, the past is the past, and I am heading back home. And she was running. Well, then the angel of the Lord found Hagar, and she was sitting near a spring in the desert. And in Genesis 16, verse 7 and 8, I love this. The angel of the Lord said to Hagar, Slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? And now let's stop there just for a second. The angel of the Lord meets her in a desert, and we see this from time to time in the Old Testament. An angel of the Lord appears suddenly and unexpected out of nowhere, but he called her by her name. He called her Hagar. Now, when we see in previous passages, we see her referred to as the maidservant, the Egyptian slave, but here the angel of the Lord addresses her as Hagar, as if God knows her personally. It's refreshing for us to know that God also calls us by our name. Then he addresses her reality. Her reality was that she was the slave of Sarai. She was a real person, just like us, who struggled with betrayal, jealousy, and anger. Can you imagine what it would have been like to be a servant, to make sure that other people's needs were met? Yet God didn't dismiss her problems. He acknowledged them. And I love it when the angel of the Lord says, where have you come from and where are you going? You see, does God need this information? No. He knew what happened. He knew where she was headed. He wasn't asking a geographical question. He was asking her a heart question. And in verse eight, she says, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants as much as they will be too numerous to count. And I want us to take in a couple of things from these verses. One, Hagar drew a line in the sand, like many of us did. I'm not going back. I made a line in my sand when I was a little girl, and I said, I am not going back to the way I was treated. I am only going to look forward. And that's what Hagar did. And a couple of things that we can learn from this is one, when you run away, when you draw that line in the sand and take off running in the other direction from your past, God sees you. He finds you and He is faithful to meet you where you are. You know, we say you could run, but you can't hide. And, and that should be something that brings us peace and comfort when we know that we can run from God, we can run from our past, but we can't hide. Because as I said a few minutes ago, everything that happens in our past has brought you to where you are today, whether those experiences were happy or sad. And that's what we see here. And a lot of times when I find myself in those hard situations, I want God to rescue me. I want him to pick me up out of that desert and remove me from that situation. But what we see here with Hagar is The angel of the Lord says, Go back to your mistress and submit to her. You see, God doesn't always remove us from our circumstances. God doesn't provide an out for Hagar, like come to this oasis in the desert and get a, you know, Manny and a petty, right? He doesn't have her leave the hardship she's currently in. Her problem with Sarai didn't go away, but God tells her to go back. And I wonder if that was hard to hear for Hagar. And in verse 10, we see the promise of a future for Hagar. I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. He's telling Hagar, go back to your mistress, but promises to give her a future and a hope. It's as if God is telling her, I see you. I see your struggle, but this is not your end. And for many of us, we need to hear that too. Where have you come from and where are you going? Wherever you are right now, God sees you and he sees you in your struggle. But this, my friend, is not the end. And I wonder if you've ever wanted to escape your past. You know, I wish I could go back and change my past. But I have to accept the fact that my past made me who I am today. And what we are seeing in Hagar's life is that regardless of her history, God was a part of her story all along, and God had a plan. And He does for you as well. In order to move forward in our lives, sometimes we have to look back. Well, for me, in the summer of 2018, God sent me back, and sent me back in a really unique way. He sent me back to that house on that tree-lined street. It had been 31 years since I had walked out of that house for the last time as an 11-year-old girl. My line was in the sand. I was never going back. I didn't want to address those memories. I didn't want to ever go back to that house. But next thing I knew, I felt God leading me to go back to that house and not just sit on the street, but actually go up and knock on the door. And so I did. I remember I got out of my car, I took a deep breath, and I walked up to the house. And as I knocked on the door, I felt my heart racing. My palms began to sweat, and I thought, I'm crazy. (laughs) And these dogs began to bark behind the door, and this nice lady came to the door. And ironically, she was only home for one hour at that time. And so when she opened the door, I just was honest. And I said, hello. I said, this may be the craziest door knock that you've ever had, but I used to live here and I grew up in this house. And the woman who answered the door said, you were the little girl who lived here. (laughs) She said, we bought the house right after you moved out. And we've been here ever since. Come on in. My heart was pounding faster than I ever could have imagined. As I walked in That house was much smaller than I remembered. I stepped through the door into a hallway that used to be so long in my mind, but it was actually so short. And the same way I experienced that house is sometimes the way we experience going back into our past. We may think, I can't do it. I've drawn the line in the sand. I am not going to go back. But friends, I want to tell you that there is healing when we go back. And many times, the thing that we thought was so big, just like this house, is actually much smaller than we thought. 31 years after I walked out of that house, that 1,200-square-foot house seemed much smaller than it used to to me. And as I walked down the hallway, there was a familiar creak that came from the wood floors. And although I hadn't been there in over 30 years, it felt as if I had just left yesterday there were many familiar sounds, smells, and memories that flooded my heart and mind. And many good conversations happened between me and the owner during that visit. We were instant friends. She gave me a tour of the house. And when I got to the bedroom that I stayed in, the one with the lock on the outside of the door, I felt my stomach tighten. And I remember thinking, I don't want to go there. But as I approached the door, The lady said, Can I ask you a question? I said, Sure. She said, Why were there locks on the outside of these doors? In that moment, my past crashed into my present and I felt seen, not in a bad way, but in a good way. By asking me that question, she validated something that had been in me for over 30 something years. She showed me that I was seen. And I told her, I said, well, the locks were in there to keep me in my room after school. And she said, well, we took them off. (laughs) And friends, in that moment, I felt so validated, like someone saw me and someone fixed the problem. Now, I was walking into that house as a 40-year-old woman, not as a seven-year-old little girl. But there was healing in that seven-year-old little girl within me that took place when she said, we took the locks off. And I felt such an immense healing take place in my heart. I walked out of that house 31 years ago as a young girl who was subject to the adults in her life. But I walked back in as a 40-something-year-old woman, still dealing with the events in my past. It was as if the woman and the young girl were both being healed together by that visit And for me, crossing that line in the sand and facing those things from my past was my biggest fear. But God sent me back, and I discovered healing that only He could bring, healing that came with risk, with trust, and knowing that God was with me the whole time. If we look ahead in Hagar's story, I love this verse when she says, You are the God who sees me. and This is in verse 13. I have now seen the one who sees me. And I want to tell you, as you go to look back in your past, where have you come from? Where are you going? The angel of the Lord asked her, and then she feels seen just as I did by that woman in the house. And Hagar says, I have now seen the one who sees me. And if we were to stop right there, we would have learned something about God that we can carry on in our lives for years to come. In moments of your hardest, unbearable suffering, when you feel like you can't take it anymore, God sees you. In the moments when you draw the line in the sand and say, I'm never going back, God sees you. In the moments when you have to make quiet decisions, that impact big things, God sees you. And when you're in the background taking care of all of the details, God sees you. When you've been betrayed, backstabbed, abandoned, or accused, God sees you. And when you find yourself in an emotional wilderness and feel unseen and invisible, God sees you. So I wonder for you today, as we stand at the beginning of 2023, is God leading you to take a step toward healing something from your past? God is such a personal God. Knowing me personally, he knew that I needed to walk back through that house. All of us will not be called to do the same thing. God has many ways to bring healing into our lives. For some of us, healing comes through a counselor. For some of us, it's a conversation, a visit, a time of prayer, or a lengthy journey where we depend on God the entire way. If you feel led to look back at whatever it is in your life that needs healing, I want to encourage you with the words that Hagar said, I have now seen the one who sees me. And I want to tell you, that's what Reclaim Story is all about. Is walking with you as you engage your story and stepping into the healing and freedom that Jesus offers us. And I want to share with you you know, sometimes from the podcast, through social media, sometimes we don't always get the opportunity to just say, here's what we have to serve you. And so I want to take a few moments at the end of, of this episode to share with you some ways that our team can walk alongside you. Maybe you've listened to this podcast today and you're thinking, oh, no, I feel led to go back. There's sometimes, ladies, between our late 30s and up where we begin to try to reconcile our story. We want to make sense of it. Our brain wants to make sense of what happened in our past. Many of us are stuck because we've drawn a line in the sand and said, I will never go back, just like I did. So I understand. But that was part of God reclaiming my story, was giving me a positive memory in a place where things had been pretty negative. And there were great memories there as well, right? But we tend to remember the traumatic ones. And those were the memories I held in that house. And for God to position me in that city at that time and tell me, go now. And all I had to do was be obedient. I walked up to the door and I knocked on the door. And the woman invited me in. She was home for exactly one hour. Let's just look at the God moment there. God tells me to go now. And I'd been procrastinating for days I, when I went back home. It had been 19 years since I had gone back to my city that I called home. And yet I went back during a time of sabbatical. And I felt like God was saying, we are going to do more of reclaiming your story right now. And I walked up to that door. I knocked on it. And I look back now and think, that was nuts. But that was faith. And as I did, that woman began to heal my heart in ways that she will never know. So I wonder if you have a desire to make sense of your story. Are there things that you do in your day-to-day life and you wonder, how is my past affecting me today? Can you say that your future is bigger than your past? That's one of our necklaces that we have in our jewelry line. And I love that. It's one of my favorite necklaces to wear. And it says, my future is bigger than my past, and I have had to work and heal to get there. And God has been so faithful along the way. I wonder if you've ever identified unsettled issues from your past, maybe even destructive patterns. You know, sometimes we deal with the symptoms, but we don't get to the root, and that leaves us feeling stuck. Many times, we feel like our past disqualifies us, and we feel alone. Because the enemy loves to make us feel like we're the only ones. We're the only ones that have ever experienced that abuse. We're the only little girl who was ever locked in her bedroom door. And we put on a mask so that we can feel safe. And friends, we even do that in our faith communities. We put on a mask that everything is fine when sometimes we are so broken inside. And we long for someone to see us. The way that that angel of the Lord saw Hagar, I have now seen the one who sees me. Friends, I want to tell you, there's nothing like being seen by the God who created you. So if you can identify with any of those things, I want to invite you into a community of women who all have things in our past, but who are brave enough to begin to heal. To say, all right, Lord, I'll allow you to take me past that line, because we believe that the victory that we have in our lives can also be a victory for others. There are a lot of things that we can offer you. If this is you, if you can relate, and you're like, I am stuck, and I think there are some things in my past that I need to deal with, and I'm ready. If that is you, I want to just sort of do an over oversight of our ministry here. One, we have this podcast, and on this podcast, you will hear so many amazing testimonies because we need to know we're not alone. We have all sorts of different teachings and stories being shared by real people. Some of the podcasts we've had this year is God healing a marriage that was touched by pornography. We did a podcast episode on the effects of trauma. On what happens when we are so focused on achieving and perfectionism, and how do we get healed through that? Experiencing God through worship. What does burnout look like? What are some of the lies that we believe? What are six tools for a healthy heart? Being present in our lives. Those are just some of the 52 podcasts that went out this last year. Some different things that might just meet you where you are in your story. And the other things that we offer, we have a couple of free ebooks out there. One is Five Lies That We Believe and the Truth of God's Word That Conquers Them. The ebook that we just came out with is called Shame Off You. Shame is such a pervasive feeling in our world. You know, we may lie, and that's something that we do, but then shame tells us that we are a liar, that it's who we are. And you can fill in the blank from liar to anything else, right? And it is time to shatter shame in our lives. And that is one of the things that holds us back from healing. And so we have a free ebook called Shame Off You. And that link is going to be in the show notes. On our website at reclaimstory.com, we have over 160 blogs and they speak to so many different things to our identity. We have stories of transformation on there where real women have shared their stories of anger, of trauma, of infertility, self worth issues, identity struggles, loss, grief, abortion, health issues, marriage, addiction, all the things. Friends, no matter what is in your story, you are not alone. I promise you. We also have in Tucson, Arizona, we have had different uh, workshops and life groups that have met. And I want to share with you a couple of examples. Um, One of the ones is from an identity group that we did where we really dove into what our identity is in Jesus, not our identity from our family of origin, Not the identity that we've placed on ourselves from those voices in our minds that tell us who we are and what we're capable of, but truly who we are in Christ. And a couple of testimonies from that. One of our ladies said, God is mighty. I've treasured the true genuineness and love of each of the leaders have had to offer us. On the topic of identity, there have been some revelations to me that were addressed, and that now has me on to my next step of healing. I don't know if you remember in the movie Shrek, but Shrek says, people are like onions. We have layers. (laughs) And that is so true. What this gal was saying is that she has now addressed something and that is her next step, her next layer in her healing from her past. Another woman said, a stronger understanding of confidence in the identity God has given me has provided a ton of healing over the last few weeks. The connection I made with other women of God is phenomenal, and I feel accepted, understood, and no longer alone. That is one of our passions here at Reclaim Story. The picture that God has given me is like a big pot on a stove, and you put all the ingredients in, and each of the ingredients into that pot is our unique story our traumas, our pain, our abuse, and we put each of the particularities of our story into that pot. And then somewhere around our late 30s, 40s, and up, God begins to turn up the heat on that pot because he loves us too much to leave us with the wounds of our past. And as those particularities of our story begin to boil off, what we have left in the pot is what we're left with from our past. And that might include identity issues, shame, guilt. It might include an inner critic voice inside of our minds that tells us constantly that we're not enough, that we can't do it. And that is not what Jesus speaks over our lives. See, the word reclaimed means to rescue from an undesirable state. And restore to a previous natural state. So, when God puts all of our stories in the pot together and he begins to turn at that heat out of love because he desires to see us healed, he is rescuing us from the place that we entered that pot, from the particularities of our story. He is rescuing us from an undesired state. I want to tell you that God did not cause those particularities of your story, the abuse the divorce, the things that you have had in your past. God did not cause those. He desires to rescue us from an undesirable state. That is an undesirable state as we deal with those emotions. But he is faithful to restore us to our previous natural state before the trauma, before the divorce, to bring back the joy and healing. And then Guys, I want to tell you that as we have victory over our own stories, you will find yourselves constantly in places where other women who have dealt with similar things as you have need your victory. So that is also a huge part of this ministry is equipping you to help others because we truly believe that the victory that you've had in your story can also be a victory for others. And we want to help equip you in that unique contribution. One of the things that we've offered also is a timeline workshop, and we've done three of these in 2022. They've been pretty popular. And what we do in the timeline workshop is we walk you back through your story. It's in a very gentle way that we go back and we begin to help you unpack some of the things that have been in your timeline, in your story. Some of the feedback that we've gotten afterwards was I didn't realize how early my belief of not being enough came to life. It's all the little things I allowed to build up without addressing them. Isn't that amazing? And going through our one-day timeline workshop allowed her to begin addressing those things It showed her the places that she was stuck. Another gal said, I think it helps to see where we are stuck. And without knowing where we are stuck, we won't move forward. Isn't that Amazing. When we can identify the places that we're stuck, because I promise you, you may think there is so much energy involved in me going back to my past. I don't want to cross that line. But when you do, you will find that you spent way more energy trying to hold those memories, those experiences back out of your life than you will spend encountering and engaging. In, than you will spend engaging in your story and beginning to find healing from your past. You see, that's one thing that Jesus does, right? Jesus came on the cross. He reclaimed. He rescued and restored our stories on the cross. But we don't always live out of that new state. We don't always live out of being restored to a previous natural state with him. And when I think of a previous natural state, I think of being in the garden and Adam and Eve walking with God in the cool of the day. And so Jesus came and he reclaimed, he rescued and restored our stories, our past, our futures. But we don't always live out of that reclaimed life. And that is why we have this podcast, Living the Reclaimed Life. And we want to share stories of victory. We want to share stories of encouragement and biblical application of how do we find healing from our past. And we've had so much encouragement from this podcast, people reaching out and saying, you just told my story today. Some of our biggest um, downloads have been on the hardest topics, on burnout, on what do we do when our marriage has been touched by pornography. How do we handle affairs in our marriage? The hardest topics have been the ones that you have engaged with the most. And some of the feedback that we've gotten from the podcast, uh, one said, this is my life. The past keeps trying to drag me down. With Christ, I know I am free from it, though sometimes I get into my old habits and can be pulled back. What a wonderful podcast to start my Monday with. Thank you so much for that feedback, because it encourages us to keep going. Another listener said, I love the Christian perspective, and I appreciate the various perspectives that you bring to this audience of listeners. These are very honest and thoughtful conversations. It is a needed Christ-centered chat. So that's what we hope for you. Whether you're here in Tucson and you can attend one of our timeline classes or one of our workshops or identity life groups. We hope that this is an encouragement to you. We feel a deep calling and a sense of purpose to serve women as they heal from their past. And so how can we serve you this next year? Maybe your friend your family, your church, your organization? How can we serve you in finding healing from your past? We would love to hear from you at connect at reclaimstory.com. Email us anytime. There are real people behind those emails, and there are real people working through our social media accounts as well. So email us, send us a private message or a DM. We would love to hear from you. How can we serve you this next year? that's where we've come from. We've had podcasts and eBooks and courses and all sorts of things this last year, conferences, retreats, all sorts of different things. Well, where are we going in 2023? How can we serve you? We are going to be adding new pieces to our jewelry line. This is a nonprofit organization. So one of the ways that we raise money to cover our overhead is by selling jewelry. And it's very affordable pieces, but they all have a saying on them. For instance, the necklace I described earlier that says your future is bigger than your past. The necklace I'm wearing today says significant on it. And it reminds me that I am significant to God. And it really helps counter that inner voice that tells me that I'm not enough. We are also going to be developing a bunch of collaborations that we've been working on this past year as well. We hope to launch them in 2023. We want collaborations with mental health professionals, domestic violence organizations. We can't do all the things. But our heart and our passion and what gets us up in the morning is being able to help women heal from their past. We want to help provide you with people who you can trust and people who will serve you well. We're also going to have more slots available for one-on-one coaching to walk through your story and help you begin to heal. We're going to have more timeline workshops. Check out us at Reclaimed Story on Facebook and on Instagram, and you're going to see ways that you can register if you're here in Tucson. And I know that's only local, but we're working on that too. We're going to be doing a study on how we view God. We're going to be doing a few more timelines this next year. And if you're not local hang tight. Keep listening to this podcast. Check out our blogs. We have over 160 blogs at reclaimstory.com. You can find all of our information on there. And let us encourage you from a distance, because one of the biggest things that we are working on is ways to come to you through conferences and retreats and different churches, and also developing courses and Zoom groups and meetups that we can do online. We realize that most of our audience is not in Tucson. Arizona. And we want to meet you where you are and bring the healing and bring different encouragement to you along the way. So with all of that said, I know that's a lot, but we want to let you know what we have available to serve you. Because again, making a positive contribution to your life, encouraging you to live a vibrant relationship with Jesus is what gets us up in the morning. So friends, where have you come from and where are you going? And is there something in where you've come from that is hindering you from where you're going? And if that's you, then we want to introduce you to the God who sees you, who loves you, who knows you by name, and wants nothing more for you to know Him as you begin to find healing from the things that hold you back. So, Thank you for listening. Tune in next week as we kick off our January month theme of God is. Who is God? Who is God when we are hopeless and hurting? Who is God when we are fearful and worried? Who is God when life is hard? We're going to talk about that more the rest of this month. So keep listening to this podcast. Give us your feedback. Connect at ReclaimStory.com. Catch us on Instagram or Facebook at ReclaimStory. And we'll see you there. Thanks for listening. I pray you found hope in today's conversation and maybe even feel a little less alone in your story. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Reclaimed Story. Want to learn more about living a reclaimed life and how you can be a part of our growing community of reclaimers? Check out our website at reclaimedstory.com. All of those links and more will be in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this inspirational podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Not only will you be the first one to know when new content comes out, but it is also a huge help in helping us reach more people to live the reclaimed life.